Adam Levecki here, glad you're with us. Today we're going to be talking about Jesus as the most intentional life ever lived. Jesus lived a sinless life, and not only did he live a sinless life, but everything he ever said or did was always pleasing to the Father. He did this as a man living in right relationship to God. He was fully God and fully man, and he was yielded to the Holy Spirit, and his intentions were to please the Father and he always did that in what he said and what he thought and what he did. And in the life of Christ, we see uh, profound intentionality as it regards to the relationships he kept and the people um, that he chose to be his followers and the places he went and where he went and why he went. And so let's look briefly into his life to find out how we can be intentional about the things that matter. John 2.24 and 2.25 it says, But Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men, and he had no need that anyone should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. To keep this simple, Jesus knew who to trust and who not to trust. Um... Paul the Apostle says that we need to know those who labor among us. And it's very clear and it's very simple to... We, we cannot give trust to the untrustworthy. Love is unconditional. Respect is unconditional. Trust is conditional. Don't ever give someone your trust until you've seen their integrity and they've given you a reason to trust them. Mark 1, 37 and 38 when they found him, they said unto him, Everyone is looking for you. But he said to them, Let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. Jesus knew where he was going, and he knew when he needed to go there. Jesus was not outwardly motivated by results, but inwardly directed by the Holy Spirit. Literally, like a whole town is coming to Jesus, and instead of him planning a huge church or starting a large ministry, what he actually did was move on because he knew that he wasn't called to stay in that place, but he needed to move on and he knew that his purpose was to go and preach. And so he had to continue to move to fulfill his purpose. So he knew where to go and he knew when he needed to go there. We see a similar story in Luke 4, 42 through 44 says this, Now when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place, and the crowd sought him and came to him, and tried to keep him from leaving. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. Not only did Jesus know that he had to move on, he also knew the message before he got where he was going. Here we see that Jesus knew when, he knew where, and he knew why. Jesus knew that when he moved on, he needed to preach the kingdom of God. We often think that being spirit-led is being spontaneous, like blown, you know, blown and, you know, you know, guided by the thunder and the lightning. But here, Jesus clearly knew he had to move on, and his message was the kingdom of God. He understood his message even before he got to where he was going because it wasn't the the people that 
decided. He didn't look at the people and say, what do these people need? He actually understood from the Father what the Father was calling him and, and asking him to declare. So he was not led by the people. And that's a great, great, great lesson for us, especially those who are leaders and those who are speakers. And we cannot just be led simply by the needs of the people. We have to be led by what is the Father asking for us in relation to the engagement that we are at or going to or preparing for. Um, we need to discern the needs of the people, but you cannot be led by the needs of the people and be led by the Holy Spirit at the same time. It's either either God is going to lead us or we're going to be led by people. So we've got to make that choice. Jesus was never moved by results and never led by people. He was always led by the Father through the Holy Spirit, through the inward counsel of the Holy Spirit. John 12, 23 through 28. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, my father will honor him. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me for the, from this hour, but for this purpose I came to this hour. That uh, This hour, Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Jesus knew his ultimate purpose. He knew that he was born to die. He knew that he came to die. And not only did he know that he came to die, but he also knew that he would rise. And at the end of Jesus' life, as he's praying in John chapter 17, what we see is Jesus talking to the Father, and he says, I have finished the work in which you've sent me to do. And it's so crucial that we understand the work that God has sent us to do because we can't be intentional about a work that we don't understand or we cannot fulfill an assignment that we don't if we don't know what that assignment is and to keep it simple God wants to reveal to his children what their assignment is so that we can be faithful so that we can say through the grace of God at the end of our life that we have finished the work that God has sent us to do and if you want to finish the work that God has sent you to do, you have to trust only those who are trustworthy. You have to go where God is sending you. You have to speak what God is saying to speak. And you cannot be simply driven by the results or what's going on, on the outside. We cannot live from the outside in. We must live from the inside out. So I just hope you are encouraged by this and just be intentional about the places you go, the company you keep, and the words you speak. Thanks for your time.